You're listening to Trust Me, You're Broke. I'm your host, Julia, a millennial consultant in banking, here to give you some tips and tricks on how to make, save, and grow your money. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. If you are one of the people that are following my podcast and you actually do look out for my episode on Saturdays, I'm sorry I didn't upload in time this week, but I am actually thinking of moving my episodes to every Mondays, both as a great source of motivation for you for the rest of the week, but truthfully, just a way to give myself the weekend to work on my podcast because after all, I do still have a day job and it's getting pretty busy. All right, so as promised last week, I am going to start by answering a question and this question was actually posted on Personal Finance Canada uh, via Reddit. I did receive a question from one of my friends, but I did think that this prompt was actually much more relevant to the conversation we're gonna be having for the rest of the podcast today. I also personally found this question to be really funny, so I'm just going to read exactly as is. And the question reads, and this is by HotCatLady88, the question reads, any financial savvy options for Christmas shopping this year? My family is expecting presents this year and I am a bit tight financially. I've expressed my situation to them and they don't want to compromise at all. Keep the cheer during this shitty year seems to be the motto, is what she said. And I think that's such a great motto, I guess. Keep the cheer during this shitty year. (laughs) I couldn't agree more to it. Anyway, the reason why I wanted to answer this question on this podcast is because today's episode is going to be about Black Friday, my thoughts on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and some ways that you can shop in a smarter and more conscious way. Also, I've noticed on Reddit that um, a majority of the answers were basically like, oh, you know, Christmas gifts are not obligations and therefore, you know, a gift is a gift. If you can't give it, then they should not expect you to give it, Um, which is one advice, I guess. But that's not really answering the question of how to give gifts in a more financially savvy way. So I thought I would add my two cents to this question. My first advice would be to go for quality instead of quantity. And you might be asking, hold up, Julia, if we go for better quality products, doesn't that mean it's going to be more expensive? And therefore, it's the worst advice you can give out there. And to that, I would say, hear me out for a second, okay? With Christmas gifts, I think the biggest issue is that it's usually not just one gift. It's multiple small gifts that you're giving per person. And then you've got the stocking stuffers, and then you've got the decor, etc. Now, while the individual items might seem cheap and cheerful, you're actually paying for more taxes, you're paying for more shipping on all of those individual items, which adds up really quickly. So my advice is instead of spending small amounts of money with multiple items and then having that rake up into a bigger bill, just get something that's more quality and just get one thing per person. And if you have a big family, if you have more family members, or maybe it's a Christmas that you are exchanging gifts with your friends. Um, In those cases, I would advise that you get one big, nice quality item per person and have it split amongst your friends or your family members. And that way you can decrease the price significantly. 
Then it's also better for the gift recipient because then they're very happy with a good quality product that maybe would be uh, too expensive for them to buy for themselves. So like an example is like, you know, a Nespresso machine, for example, uh, right now is going on sale for $99 Canadian. And so, you know, if you're interested in buying something like that, it might be a lot to give someone, but it's better than buying like a stocking stuffer that's $18 each from Indigo and then, you know, buying multiple of those and then you're gonna end up spending $90 on the person anyway. And then on top of that, if it's like an espresso machine, something that's like significant, then you can split that with someone else. And then now you have a much more reduced uh, price range for a gift per person. I'm only using Nespresso as an example because I just recently gifted myself one. Um, but really it's applicable for any type of product with a higher quality or a higher price range. The second is on a new feature that you might have noticed in a lot of online shopping platforms these days, and it's the concept of buy now, pay later. So there's a couple of like financial technology companies out there these days which allow you to split your payment uh, into installments interest free. So, you know, if you're buying something as low as $35, for example, um, you can split that into four months if you like. And that really gives you time to kind of manage your liquidity so you don't have to spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars uh, in the holiday season. And this is also a good function because it helps you lower your utilization ratio for every statement period. And if you're unsure about what I'm talking about, you know, utilization ratio versus statement period, you should really tune into my uh, episode prior to this because I talk about uh, all of the credit card functions such as statement periods and utilization ratio and what that does for your credit score uh, in much more detail. So make sure go listen to that uh, if you don't understand what I'm saying. But if you have, then thank you so much for tuning in and now you know exactly what I'm talking about. So instead of having a credit card bill of let's say $100, you might now only have a credit card bill of $25 split into four statement periods. And that actually helps a lot with you know making sure that you don't maximize your credit limit which in turn helps your credit score and it also helps manage your cash flow because now you don't have to pay back a full hundred dollars for uh, one month plus 21 days you can actually do that over the course of Four months. So it's kind of like an interest-free loan that you have. Now, I'm surprised it took Canada a very long time for this feature to be introduced. I think partly because um, open banking is not a feature here. In Australia, for example, open banking is legalized, which means it's really easy for these tech companies to access um, and link your banking account and your banking information freely. That's not yet available here in Canada. So that's why, you know, some of the financial kind of tools are limited here. But, you know, paying an install Almonds has been a feature in Korea, I'm Korean by the way, in Korea for a long time now. Like by default, when you have a credit card and you spend it in, in Korea, they will ask you like, do you want to pay in full now or do you want to pay in installments? So I was actually quite surprised to hear that, you know, Canada really just recently in the coming years have started to develop this function and this year have really seen a development in the buy now, pay later function. Um, so I personally am not super against using this um, feature. Now, of course, there is a huge caveat to this, and this is something that you need to be aware of. And it's that buy now, pay later may seem like you're buying a lot of things and all of a sudden you have a lot more money and a lot more purchasing power than you actually do. 
If you think credit cards are extremely hard to maintain already and you think it's a source of bad debt, then this buy now, pay later function is also a credit card, except it won't hold you accountable until the end of the payment full payment period. So if that could be four months, that could be six months. Sometimes they even offer like 12 month installments. So you really got to be careful with that because you might end up spending way more than you can actually afford. Remember, this is not free money. It's buying you some time, but it doesn't mean after the four months, suddenly you'll have a lot more money to be able to pay that down because you still have regular expenses that you have to pay down. You, If you have debt, you still have debt uh, owing. You still have credit card bills that you have to manage. So this isn't free money and this isn't a free opportunity to buy whatever the heck you want to buy. Just It's just a temporary relief for you to you know buy yourself a little bit more time so that when you have a little bit more cash, you can pay it down better and not have to pay late fees or uh, interest from your credit card. So really, again, if you are a disorganized spender, highly recommend that you don't use this feature because you need to get yourself in check first before you go for this feature. But if you're someone that reasonably, you know, you have a good comfort level for what you're spending already and you just want to buy yourself some time, then this is a good feature for you. And then another scenario where this really isn't that recommended is if you're an entrepreneur or you're a business owner or you have been working from home and you know that you're going to get um, tax credit from working from home and you're buying equipment for your business or for your work. So let's say, you know, during the course of this year, you're trying to make some purchases that will help your work from home experience or your business experience and you know you can expense that and get tax credits, I wouldn't recommend using um, this installment feature because the year end is coming up and whatever tax credit you're getting next year counts up until the end of this year. So you don't want to, you know, split up your payment in the course of four months if you have the ability to pay it off right away because you can then include that in your tax return. So I would recommend not doing that because especially because next year you don't know what will happen to a coronavirus situation if you're going to go back into the office in the springtime, which you know, I think is pretty optimistic, but let's say you do, then you won't actually be eligible for work from home credit, uh, tax credit anymore next year because you haven't spent the majority of the years working from home. So you want to maximize and utilize that tax credit if you have it from your employer this year, if you can. All right, so I don't want to spend the whole episode answering this one question, but basically those are the two opinion tips, I guess, I have um, on that question. At the end of the day, I will resort back to kind of the not so helpful answer that I saw on Reddit, which is you don't have an obligation to gift anyone. So, you know, if you're really going to go into debt because you're going to give someone, you know, a Christmas gift, like that's ridiculous, right? So um, really just think about your financial situation, what you can and can't do. Talk to your family and friends and be reasonable with your spending. All right, now for the topic of the day. Today, on my publishing day, it's Cyber Monday, and last Friday was Black Friday. And I thought, what a perfect time to do kind of a commentary on my thoughts on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and also some ways that you can shop smart. Believe it or not, this year is actually the first year I ever uh, took advantage of a Black Friday deal or a Cyber Monday deal. 
And every year around this time, there seems to be a lot of conversation on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, what it means and what people think. And I did see that there was a range of opinions. Like there are people who think Black Friday is the best opportunity ever to go and shop for everything they ever wanted during the course of the year. And then there are other people who think, you know, Black Friday is pretty dangerous and it's just a, you know, a day or an excuse for mass consumerism. Now, I was never like super excited about, oh my God, it's Black Friday. And I think in part it's because Black Friday has always been associated with long lines going in person to the store and basically competing everyone else and pushing and shoving to get to the item that you want. True story, I actually knew someone that like went to go line up at like 6 a.m. so that they can get some holiday shopping done on this day and then trying to make it to work on time. Now, while the commitment is very commendable, I don't think I could ever see myself do that. And I think that's why I never really took part in the deals. And then by the time I convinced myself to go take a look, all of the good deals obviously would have been sold out. And then I would have been like, okay, well, there's nothing I want anyway. And so I would never actually make a purchase. Well, this year, unless you have been living under a rock, you would know that we were significantly impacted by the coronavirus, which prompted all of us to make our purchases online. Now, prompted by the convenience of being able to shop everything online, of course, I was lured into this whole Black Friday scheme. And of course, Black Friday came at a very timely moment when I decided to redecorate my living room and kind of my room as well, just because, you know, working from home this entire year has really made me want to improve my living space. So I decided to take advantage of some of the Black Friday deals, bought some furniture as well. I bought myself an espresso machine. And while I was really satisfied with my purchases, in order to prevent myself from going down a rabbit hole, I wanted to look at my credit card statement to see how much exactly I've spent to really keep myself in check. And I think that's where a majority of this reflection came from and where I thought, hmm, well, how do I really feel about spending this much within you know, a couple of days, a weekend? And then I came across a YouTube video by the Ballinger family and now the Ballingers, including Colleen Ballinger, are basically the only YouTubers that I follow or watch. And I came across a video that they posted called uh, Spending $500 on Black Friday Purchases. And I thought, ooh, interesting. I would like to see like what they bought and things like that. Well, the video was kind of a plot twist because what they actually decided to do was um, the mom, uh, Jessica Ballinger, she actually gathered her children and said, okay, you're going to get $100 each. And by the way, she has like a million children. Um, you're going to get $100 each and we're going to donate it to uh, people in need, to families in need. Um, and you get to choose what cause you want to send that to. So, you know, you can send a medical care kit to someone in need. You can send clothes, you can send toys. Um, and she worked with a provider that provides all of these options and you can just donate money to. And I was watching that and I thought, like, how novel of you, like, what a great educational opportunity, not just to your um, family, your children, but also to people like me, watchers who are looking at this thinking, okay, Black Friday is a way to splurge and a day to, you know, buy all the things that you want to buy on discount. But it's also an opportunity to spend your money in a way that's like meaningful to you, you know? Um, I don't know about you, but I personally think donations are great, but at the 
end of the day, it's kind of very difficult to get someone to spend cash on something that they might not be able to see the impact or they don't know exactly where the money is going to. Like for people who are first time donators, it can be really hard to shelve out cash for someone else or for like a really altruistic purpose, right? Um, and by the way, I think donations are great. And if you are, you know, constantly making donations, kudos to you. Um, but I just think, you know, at the end of the day, giving someone free money is like, it's difficult. Whereas on Black Friday or on Cyber Monday, you kind of have a psychology or a mental state where you're ready to spend some money. And so, you know, I thought it was a great way of putting it. You know, you're ready to spend money. So why not spend some of that on giving back and giving back to the community? And, you know, without getting too cheesy, this year has been really difficult, especially for small business owners who constantly had to shut their doors. Um, and of course, for families that are struggling with childcare, with with all of this. So, you know, if you have a job and you were going to spend some money on Black Friday, maybe, maybe it's a good consideration to spend it on some good causes, causes that mean a lot to you as well. Um, and so I found myself doing that too, which I think for the first year, I consciously said, okay, I'm going to donate some good money into good causes. So one is, you know, I follow Colleen Ballinger, like I said, she recently did a Christmas concert for um, children with cancer. So I donated some money by purchasing the ticket, I guess, to the concert. And then also just today, I uh, donated to the Movember cause, which is for uh, male cancer. So um, in, in donating some money of mine, which wasn't a lot, I got to like kind of sit down and reflect on how good that felt for myself. And so, you know, it's not just doing good for other people. It's also a way for you to feel better. I think. And so I was surprised by that emotion. And that's why I wanted to kind of share here that, you know, Black Friday is associated with discounts and buying yourself things. But um, it could also mean that you can make a really, really big impact on someone that really needs it, especially this year. So that's just one point that I wanted to make is that donations are also a way to treat yourself um, and others uh, on Black Friday. Now, the next thought I had pertaining to Black Friday this year, especially, is that, you know, it's probably a huge opportunity for all of these big box retailers to, you know, see a spike in their revenue and in sales volumes because they didn't get a chance this year to maximize their physical retail space to make some sales. So you might see even bigger discounts um, on their website to really motivate you to purchase more. My two cents about this is that it's perfectly normal for you to want to purchase during Black Friday. I mean, I'm not really on that scale where I'm judgmental of any type of person uh, either making or not making a purchase on such a big discount day because sometimes, you know, your financial situation prompts you to take advantage of these days. I understand that. I also understand people who don't want to buy into mass consumerism and are perfectly content with whatever they have already. So they don't purchase extra and that's also perfectly fine. But I guess this year, if I can encourage you to think a little differently, I think it is that 
we should be more considerate of the local businesses that are out there. A lot of these small businesses who were forced to close down, like right now we're in a lockdown where big box retailers are allowed to be open, but small businesses are not. I don't know what the policy decision and the thinking behind that was. I don't necessarily agree with it, but without getting political, I just think that we have purchasing power. And if you do have purchasing power, maybe consider shopping local, uh, shopping at smaller stores. For myself, for instance, like a coffee machine, there's not really small businesses out there that would provide me with a coffee machine that's, I don't know, both reliable and in the price range that I would want. Uh, so I went with Nespresso. Um, but things like, you know, florals or I recently got dried flowers from this local pop-up and it was actually opened by uh, event planners who basically ran out of their job because of COVID-19 and decided to open this floral shop Um and it was a little pop-up. So I decided to go and support them and they had incredible products. Now, is it the cheapest that I can possibly get? Probably not, but it's just one of those choices that you can make uh, if you do have some purchasing power. So anyway, I don't want to sound like, oh my God, I'm such a saint. I'm donating and I'm also shopping local. Like I'm such a great person. That's not the point of this episode. It's just, those are my kind of thought processes. And I'll be honest, right? I'm, first of all, I don't really like shopping in the first place. I am very like, if I need this, I'm going to get it and I'm going to get out as soon as possible. But this year, I think when you're stuck at home, you do a lot more reflection and you do a lot more thinking. And those are kind of the thoughts that I had in my mind is, okay, giving back, how can I give back? You know, I'm one of the lucky few that got to uh, keep my job and even get promoted within this this coronavirus uh, pandemic. So how can I give back? And also how can I make more meaningful purchases? And so that's just what I'm sharing here. It's just my reflection. It does not mean, you know, I'm always donating huge sums of money. It does not mean I am morally better than uh, anyone who chooses not to do that. But especially with my shopping local point, I think, you know, you may not be able to benefit from Black Friday events with uh, small local stores because they don't have the space or the margin uh, that they can cut. You know, they have to pay rent. They still have to pay high product costs because they're not buying bulk inventory. So just be mindful of that. And also what's great about shopping local is not just that you're helping an entrepreneur, but also they have a lot of unique things that you don't just see out there in the market. And so it's really fun to like shop the online stores and see, oh my God, this is quite unique and, and purchase here and there. So on that note, if you're a small business and you can use a little bit of promotion, I don't have huge promoting power right now through my podcast, but I am happy to take a look at your products and give a little shout uh, in my podcast. So just let me know, uh, DM me via IG at Wealth by Julia, and I'll be really happy to give you a shout out in this holiday shopping season. Um, and I'm also really excited to do some window virtual shopping myself. So that's kind of my overall commentary of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Uh, as I said before, I'm pretty unfamiliar with the the days itself because it's not like I am a diehard, you know, waiting for this day to come. I did shop a little bit this year and I did find it, you know, quite convenient price wise, but it was also awesome to 
shop local. So those are just my thoughts. Um, let me know what you think about Black Friday. If you have any strong opinions, anything you've purchased that was, you know, made locally or from a small business, let me know via IG as well. So that's my commentary for today. But if I can leave you with one kind of good rule of thumb for shopping uh, during the season, it's that because we're doing online purchases now and you know a lot of retailers, physical retailers are closed, you would be using your credit card a lot. And so my one rule of thumb is if you are spending more on your credit card than two months worth of cash in your uh, checking or savings account, minus the you know living expenses and the rent and the uh, couple of months of savings that you should have as a contingency fund, then you're spending too much. So for instance, let's say I have $3,000 in my savings account or checking account right now, and I know uh, my biweekly pay, so I'm gonna be getting, let's say, just out of, you know, simplicity i'm gonna be getting two thousand dollars more in the next two months so i'm gonna have a total of five thousand dollars now let's say that you have three thousand dollars saved up for a contingency so you want to keep it for your rent and your living expenses don't touch that and the net amount that you're going to have in terms of cash in the next two months is two thousand dollars then today what you're spending on your credit card needs to be significantly less than $2,000. I would even suggest keeping it at, again, that utilization ratio of 30%. So 30% of $2,000 would be $600. And if you're spending more than that, then you know, as a rule of thumb, that you're spending way too much on this Black Friday and Cyber Monday. I don't think this is advice that's published anywhere in research journals or really credible financial journals. It's just my personal benchmark that I have uh, for myself. Of course, like, you know, my cash flow is going to be way more than $2,000 per uh, two months, but um, it really depends on your personal numbers and your figures. But that's a quick calculation that I like to do with myself before I make any big purchases. And then the next thing is that, you know, when people have the urge to shop and one of the common advice is, okay, let it go. Don't buy it now. Think about it. And in three months, if you're still thinking about that item, then go and buy it, right? Well, in this case, you won't be able to do that because in three months, you're not going to have Black Friday prices. But a way to kind of leverage that type of thinking is to reverse engineer that. So ask yourself when you're about to purchase something, did I think about this item for the past three months? And if the answer is yes, then go ahead and purchase it and enjoy your new purchase. But if the answer was no, and it's a you know hefty amount, and maybe next year when you have saved up a little more, then you can consider purchasing the item. Hope today's episode was informative and fun. If you like this episode, please give my podcast a like, a five-star review, and a follow. Also, go follow me at Wealth by Julia on Instagram for more tips and tricks. I'll talk to you soon.